0: Welcome to Live with Domaree, here at Domery Healthy and Fit, where we bring you amazing stories from around the world every Tuesday and Thursday. Today's guest is Dr. Amber. She is a leading doctor in the medical and health side of hormones and health, peptides, therapy, and nad n-a-d plus iv patch treatments and she will be talking to us today on how you can live your best life longer happier and more energetic stay tuned for dr amber to come on live with us shortly okay dr amber (laughs) finally we are live here at live with domarie and we've got amazing things to talk about today so excited so let me introduce you i know i'm on your channel but let me introduce you to my viewers that will be listening to the um podcast on spotify and apple that dr amber works with um natural medicines you do peptide therapy peptides therapy nad nad plus iv um, pat, IV patches and no IV intravenous arm and patches and then I also really want to talk about this today. PCDS super yeah. PCOS and what that is all about because I think that all of our listeners really need to know So, I'm going to turn it up because the volume over here can barely hear you on the podcast. So
1: Okay. Let me... I will... I will be glad to be catching on both avenues.
0: Yep. It's picking you up much better now. Perfect. All right. So, Dr. Amber, first thing I would love to share with my guests is how you got started in this field of natural medicine. Yeah. So...
1: I'll just give a little you know short story of the long story, but uh, I grew up in the Midwest on a standard American diet, didn't really know a lot about nutrition. When I was about 16, 17, 18, I did a lot of podcasting mm-hmm. and started studying nutrition, biochemistry, learning about how fats and carbohydrates and proteins break down in the body. I was learning that in college. And I actually tutored at two universities. So wow. So I was able to see this connection between nutrition and cognition, so brain function and our food. And I made this really early time. thought, huh, there's definitely something to this and how we can improve people's lives through food. And, you know, I was raised on... Uh, corn, and wheat, and milk, because I grew up in the Midwest, and we we really didn't uh, know a lot about holistic or functional medicine, and so sought out that route, was going to be an MD, found naturopathic medicine, and so many of the principles are are in alignment with uh, Mm -hmm. my values and the way that I live my life, and that's first do no harm. Look at the whole person, so head to toe. Oftentimes in conventional medicine, we will, you know, segregate uh, different parts of the body. So you have a neurologist, a yes. gastroenterologist, a, a thyroid endocrinologist, and we forget that all the systems of the body are really interconnected. And so that's a big part of the way that I approach seeing patients is understanding that yes, the gut health is connected to the hormones. Thyroid, uh, brain function—all of these organs work together. So pursuing that route really just felt very in alignment with me. And I went to uh, four years of medical school training in Seattle, graduated wow. in San Diego, and had you know a ton of clinical experience—a thousand, more than a thousand patient contacts—and we learned IV therapy dissected a cadaver from head to toe just a robust training so i really uh i'm I'm grateful and i love what i do now i work with a lot of women hormonal conditions and then i also (laughs) am trained in peptide therapy so i specialize in that as well
0: yes and i love that part because one you're my doctor (laughs) (laughs) um and two you have really helped me living a Better, stronger life with the NAD patches, with the peptides, and using the IV treatments to get into my system because I cannot take any of the interferon drugs. I am deathly allergic to all of them to the point that it actually tried, it almost took my life. And going through this past year, working closely with you and my other path doctors um it's made a huge difference in my life so i know once i had my first treatment with you doing the um peptides therapy uh, intravenously was just incredible i mean i left there bouncing literally like oh, you gosh. had given me batteries like an energizer bunny bouncing and ready to go and that did not wear off for a couple of days that's amazing. Tons of energy. And then the other thing that I really wanted to share with everybody, and I know you've done this before on your lives and talking about your medicine, is I now had this sent to my home by Dr. Amber, um, and I can do the treatments here at home so easy, so amazing. I did not bring up the medication because it has to be refrigerated and I didn't want It's too hot up here in my podcast room. But um, the pads are actually kind of cool because I have a lot of people asking me, what is that on your arm if I'm out (laughs) shopping, right? So do you want to explain this to everybody?
1: Yeah. So it's essentially a patch. And there's Mm -hmm. the fancy word is called iatophoresis. That's how it actually gets absorbed. Mm -hmm. So if you took the actual NAB solution and you just slathered it on your skin, nothing would happen. It doesn't absorb well into the skin. Yeah. So somebody developed this patch, which is really effective at helping absorption.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: there's a little kind of mechanism. There's like a little
0: tag right here that once you put all your medicine into this like little spot here, I don't know if you guys can see it, it absorbs, but you go ahead and you put it on your arm like this upwards, and then you pull it off and pull the little tag like the Energizer Bunny (laughs) button, and all the medicine just absorbs into your direct bloodstream in your pores, correct?
1: Yep, it absorbs through the skin, it gets absorbed in the bloodstream, and then it goes to the stomach, so the brain, and the gut, and all over. Yeah, and it, it doesn't, the other benefit of the patch is it's less expensive, you can do it from home, it doesn't require an injection, and it doesn't give you, sometimes when people get an NADIV, especially a higher dose, yeah, and they'll work, work up to that dose, uh, you'll get the stomach-flipping feeling. You don't get any, any of that with the patch. You feel energized without any yeah. side effects.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's better than drinking coffee, like so, i mean i love the flavor of coffee but don't get me wrong i i like it there's just something about holding a warm cup of coffee and it gives you energy but this is like on a whole nother spectrum
1: yeah it, and so we can talk about what it does and why it yeah. really yeah. does help cellular energy uh so essentially we have to go back to the conversation of mitochondria so we have trillions of cells in our body right and that's a magnificent in itself and every single one of those trillion cells has thousands, about 1,000 to uh, 10,000 mitochondria. So this is just a part of the cell. It's a, it's a powerhouse. It's constantly producing energy for every cell in your body to work. And so when those mitochondria are subpar, they're not producing well, we end up feeling fatigue, lethargic, brain fog, mm-hmm. workouts, Are difficult you know and then also when the cells quit working effectively that can show up on larger levels in certain organs think about the liver right so when many cells the mitochondria quit working the liver gets tired fatigued it can't process medications or alcohol or anything else so uh, it's really valuable essentially what the NAD does that patch will awaken the mitochondria to keep to, if they forgot how to produce energy, uh, it'll help them produce ATP, that energy source for the brain, for the muscles. And we know that there's research about so many of these chronic conditions now are linked to what we call mitochondrial dysfunction, so poor NAD, poor energy production. And that can manifest in Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and all sorts of muscular diseases like ALS, like MS. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Some of the.
0: Auto- Tribomyalgia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tribomyalgia, lupus. Yeah, all of them.
1: Lupus. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's where the patches can be really phenomenal, is to support some of those chronic issues where fatigue is a very real thing. You've experienced that, haven't
0: you? Every single day of my life, yes. You know, um, being diagnosed back in 2012 with multiple sclerosis, once they finally did that brain MRI and that spinal tap, they realized that, yes, all those years I thought I was going crazy and being dismissed. The lesions had been there for a very long time, like my early 20s, and a constant chronic pain but never any idea of what's going on. And ever since you've got me started on doing the patches that get shipped straight to your home, guys, it's super easy. Once you do your first blood work with Dr. Amber and she figures out what you need and you go through all of that, it literally is like riding a bike. It's so easy and um like i can get up to redondo beach because i live down in southern california but some people can't get to you but i know that you can do um doctor therapy this way by ordering the scripts of blood work seeing what we need what we don't need and then going from there
1: yeah it's never been easier to have a telemedicine relationship with your practitioner that looks like essentially, what we're doing right now. Exactly. And then we can ship everything to their house. We can order labs that can either be done from home or in a quest location within 10 minutes of their house wherever they live.
0: Yeah. Uh, And actually, ever since COVID started, and I I mean, I've known you since before COVID started, but ever since COVID started, um, the blood companies come directly to your house. I had my blood drawn this morning for Dr. Peters and Jeannie on all of my other, the other parts of the body that don't work, um, that I work with you very closely on. But yeah, they just came eight o'clock this morning, I fasted, they took my blood. So there's no reason why people can say I'm too busy to see the doctor.
1: Yes. Right? It's never been so convenient. You can do that virtually, you can do it on your lunch break, Mm -hmm. You can get your blood drawn from home. A mobile phlebotomist can come to your house. It is so simple. Yeah. uh, Yeah, there's no excuse not to get the care and the support and the energy that you need.
0: Exactly. There's no excuse. And uh, it's just amazing um, that the resources are there. And this is something that I believe a lot of people misunderstand. They think once COVID is over and things are free... They're not gonna have time to care for themselves, but that's so not true. Continue to work with your doctor virtually and make it a part of your everyday routine. Just like picking up the telephone or checking your email. Check in with your doctor, virtually phone calls. You know, I'm not feeling so good, Amber, what's going on this week? And then you go through the random questions of, okay, Darmory, what did you do? What have you changed? And then you help me figure out what I need to move forward to stay stronger right? Living with multiple sclerosis. But the other thing is, is let's talk about not the autoimmune side of you being a doctor and doing everything virtually because there are a lot of healthy people in the world that don't have liver problems or maybe not as bad because they're still in their 20s and 30s. But it's never too late to start today. Correct?
1: Yes. I love that you shared that too because really our health in our later years is in large part set up by you know our, our teens or 20s and and sleep and stress mm-hmm. yeah you know, there's a lot of young women that i work with now that they're under so much stress and we know that elevated cortisol levels over a period of time can really dysregulate everything they can throw off our hormones like our thyroid hormone they can throw up our metabolism, our ability to uh, lose weight, build muscle, Uh, it can throw off our sex hormones, so our testosterone, our estrogen, our progesterone, and uh, we can just think about how hormones run our life, our energy, our mood. I mean, you can tell, if you would tell everybody what what it was like for you a year, year and a half ago, because you're a totally different woman
0: now. Oh my god! A year and a half ago, I looked like I was probably fifty-seven years old. Um, I, it's not, it's, that picture is actually out there. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Um, I was exhausted, completely drained, very um, depressed, and suicidal constantly, um, and completely just depleted of everything. And I went from 120 pounds to 155 pounds of pure information and substance. And I didn't know what was going on. All I know is I was hunting for a natural doctor. I was on a prescription for multiple sclerosis and I was deathly allergic to it. It was killing me. I'm not going to say the name if anyone really wants to know personally DM you, but Um, The medication was, it was killing me and I was dying and you could literally see it inside and outside of me. And I finally found um, Jeannie and Peter and then they referred me to you. And between the three of you. And myself and finding other products that work, also mushrooms, which I know that you also, mushrooms are the deal, but um, working with the peptides, working with the NAD, working with all these simple things that you can get emailed, not emailed, mailed to your home and follow-ups closely with you and your other team is just amazing. My life is night and day. From what I was a year and a half ago. Night and day. Yes, yes. You can so, see it.
1: You're vibrant and energetic, you're completely different a
0: woman. A completely different woman. It's almost like you did a little bit of voodoo voodoo magic on me. <laughs> or I found or I found the fountain of youth. <laughs> Temperature, what happened? Okay, so we were just talking about All of the amazing things and how my life completely changed around using the the NAD and the peptides and the therapy and everything. And then I brought up the younger generation. So it's really important to start taking care of yourself at a much younger age. So what age would you consider actually doing the peptides and the NAD treatments?
1: Well, I, you know, I just turned 30 about a week ago, and I think
0: that, Happy birthday.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I really feel like there's no time that is too soon to start doing preventative things, thinking about uh, sleep. How much sleep do we need when we're when we're teenagers, when we're kids? You know, kids will sleep 10, 11 hours every night, and uh, our needs drop as we age, but... That's a a pivotal piece, you know, uh, getting robust nutrition in our diet, so a lot of great plant foods, healthy proteins and fats uh, to help stabilize blood sugar. Those are all phenomenal things that you can do, you know, starting at a very young age. And then really utilizing the peptides. We can talk about what are peptides, how do they work in the body, and that kind of thing as well.
0: Because a lot of people hear that word, peptides. And they don't understand it. I didn't understand it. So when someone says, you know, Darmy takes peptides to their doctor, they're probably going to say, yes, I understand it, or I don't. So they can come Mm -hmm. to you and ask you. So give us the information of what a peptide is.
1: Yeah. So probably where most people have heard about peptides are the collagen peptides that they might put in their shake or the peptides that they put on their skin. So there's the skin care products that have copper peptides. So that's usually the two places where someone might've heard about peptide before. What a peptide is, it's essentially a signaling molecule. So think about a piece of chicken. The analogy is I ate a piece of chicken for lunch. It breaks down in my body to peptides, which are a strand of different amino acids hooked together, kind of like a train and then each of those amino acids are kind of the smallest subunit and so what a peptide is is we can combine different combinations of amino acids it be lysine, glycine, there's different uh, combinations and each combination, think about a lock and key model, will yeah. uh, cause a different signal to happen in the body. So what a peptide is is just a strand of amino acids, that could be anywhere from 2 to 3 amino acids. Uh, like the GHKCU, it's a copper peptide, we use it for collagen synthesis on the skin. That's three, it's called a tripeptide, so three amino acids plus a copper. But we also have peptides that are much longer, there are 50 to 150 segments of amino acids all hooked together in a chain and that's a different signal to the body. Wow. So we can signal pathways in the body that we want to happen. For example, we have stem cells in the hair follicle, we also have stem cells in our skin, we have stem cells in lots of tissues in the body, but we can awaken the stem Uh cells using a topical or injectable peptide so that the hair follicle keeps producing hair as we age. We can also give peptides that stimulate growth hormone. And we know our body is run by hormones so when we're you know 15 16 17 18 really young kind of teenage years we have really high uh levels of what we call igf-1s a measure of growth hormone growth hormone is our repair hormone is a hormone of youth of energy it helps us recover from workouts building muscle tissue uh it is Definitely related to how fast we age and by the time we're 60 we have Less than half of the levels that we have over 20. Wow So Just one of those that just decreases with age.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, so you're talking about the peptides to, to help with um, co- Collagen, so how does that work? Is that injectable? Is it a cream like how does that actually work? Yeah. Because so, I've yeah. even noticed like twenty and thirty year olds have deep like circles under their eyes mm-hmm. and so they're obviously we're we're missing something in the DNA that's causing that from such a young age and then at my age.
1: Yeah. So I think about a lot of things there. I think about dehydration, food allergies, I think about mm-hmm. sleep issues, I think about a lot of stress, adrenal fatigue. Uh, those are some reasons that young people can have uh, those issues. Sometimes I see five- or six-year-old kids, I don't know if you ever are out in public, and you see that their eyes have these big bags or circles under them, too.
0: Yeah, I always think they're just they're not getting any sleep, but it could be something else, right? It
1: could be food allergies. It could yeah. be their immune system reacting to a lot of things okay. that, uh, you know, maybe their body's not responding well to gluten or dairy, and, and the parents don't really know what's going on. But it could be sleep. It could be a lot of things. Wow. Could be allergic to dust or mold exposure. Uh, but essentially, an immune response or an, a sleep issue.
0: Wow. Which, yeah. I it's never. year
1: it's, it's usually too much coffee and not enough sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> too, too much coffee, not enough sleep, and also maybe too much drinking the night before. <laughs> yes, not too. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Let's talk about my age group. Um, Between, so I had my hysterectomy 2011. So I was 42, I believe, something like that. Um, And I never went on hormone replacements. I didn't realize how much that was going to affect me until... I started to realize, okay, I'm aging super fast, I'm not feeling good, I'm exhausted. And then the entire world turned upside down and multiple sclerosis and everything else. But then I realized, I found I had to start doing creams. So the biometric uh, compound of what my body wasn't producing. But the thing that I never realized was, I thought once you get a cream, you get a cream. You constantly have to do your blood work to mm-hmm. see that... Oh, the levels are. well, Yeah, I didn't realize your levels changed. Mm-hmm. So that's also right. the same thing with peptides and moving forward. So on a post that you did the other day, which was amazing and so clear as day, the PCOC, PCOS symptoms. Let's talk about those. Yeah,
1: so PCOS, uh, is it a abbreviation for polycystic ovarian syndrome okay and this is a really growing uh, within within the younger population There are all spectrums and ages of women who have PCOS the clear signs that we know that somebody has PCOS are things like Hirsutism, uh, which is that hair growth that happens either on the chin, on the chest, uh, dark hairs. That can happen. Um, ovarian cysts, so a lot of times women will know that they have PCOS because they have severe abdominal, lower abdominal pain. They will go to the ER to investigate that, and it's a 10 out of 10, what they call a chandel- chandelier sign. You're grabbing onto the chandelier, it's so painful. So you go to the ER, you find out you have a ruptured ovarian cyst, extremely painful, and that's a pretty clear indication that you have uh, PCOS, not always, but that will be one of the, the things that can happen. Uh, women will have actually high testosterone levels, so that's kind of where the hair growth can come from, and generally low hormones, uh, estrogen, progesterone, relative. So. Uh, and a lot of times they will have either amenorrhea, so no periods, or oh. very inconsistent periods. Can't can't track them. The timing, the cycle is very inconsistent. So and there can also be long-term ramifications of infertility for these women. So if the the ovary, the uh actual cysts in the ovary that mm-hmm. form. Those, uh, you know, would be the eggs that are fertilized to have a baby. So there are special cases where women with PCOS do get pregnant. It's just a hurdle for them to overcome. So it's a hormone imbalance. And theories behind why this happens, we think it's probably related to environmental contamination. We don't know, uh, you know, the exposure to a lot of plastics, antibiotics, and meats. Uh, It could be also some, there's an idea that it's autoimmune, so the immune system is confused and it's signaling inappropriately.
0: Wow. So that actually brings me back thinking of my life. So my late 20s, you know, after we got married, um, constant pain, always feeling like I was, like someone was stabbing me. Not that I've ever been stabbed, but it literally felt like someone was stabbing me. So they went in and they did an endocrinoscopy through my belly button and realized that I had cysts. So they removed them and then, you know, life kind of went on and business went on and um, then we tried having babies, and every time we get pregnant, I would lose the baby between 12, 14, and 16 weeks of pregnancy. Um, and then just giving up um, after the babies were born, um, after I was able to conceive three of them, and uh, got through all of that, I started having those pains again. Literally, like I was being stabbed all over again, and it was Horrendous, And the periods were like a nightmare. So they ended up doing a hysterectomy on me because once they got in there, I had like a field mind of tumors just all over the uterus, like ruptured ones. And that's what I was led to believe, but I had no idea it was called PCOS. That phrase never came up ever and um they never related it to anything other than it's just your body so that kind of proves how much how old i am and how much the how much they have found moving forward in today's world so this is really important for our young generation 20s 30s 40s trying to get pregnant to be aware of this
1: Yeah, it's a big one. I'd say, I see a lot of young women with PCOS. And there are other reasons to clarify for, uh, potentially having a hysterectomy, like endometriosis. So that can have the sharp stabbing pain. That can have what they, what would be like the uterine lining that sheds when you have a period, when you get all that cramping pain. That can show up in other places in the body, especially outside of the uterus. So that that's a reason that could have, could have been it could have been PCOS. PCOS is more isolated to the actual ovaries, not really uh, present in the uterus or the other organs. But yeah, it's a very pervasive reason why infertility is such a, a multi-million, maybe billion dollar industry
0: now. It's actually very sad to hear that that number being so massive because, you think that they would just make it even easier for women to get pregnant and not to have to go through all this like there should be the first steps do you have this okay let's fix you medically but his holistically medically mm-hmm. and get you right on the back you know the track of being able to have a child it shouldn't cost that kind of money to have your eggs pulled out and put back in but. Speaking of your eggs, I know so many people freeze their eggs because they don't know when or if someone else is going to have to carry a child for them. We even got to the point where I thought it was me and we were going to have to do that and let somebody else carry the child for us. So that I agree with, like t- spend the money, put the eggs away. But the f- money that they could pay to actually have those eggs transferred and to put into either your back, back into your own body or into another body, I kind of think the pharmaceuticals are a bit unfair with that. <laughs> the doctors. Yeah. That's my personal opinion.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I just underwent an egg donation surgery recently and I donated my eggs for a couple. Who wants to have a baby but can't
0: Aww. for
1: medical reasons or what have you? I don't know the exact reason why, but uh, so I went through that process myself, and I know it's not it's not cheap to do that. It's a uh, it's a very time intensive process. I will say though that uh, it was very successful. They were able to take 26 eggs
0: from Wow, the
1: house, uh, and I'm doing a lot of things. One of the things I wanted to bring up is NAD. This is really not in the conventional approach to fertility. Mitochondrial support and NAD are amazing for making healthy eggs. Amazing.
0: Wow. Help
1: fertility tremendously because every egg uh, needs to have healthy mitochondria. So.
0: So, yes, why do you I'm, think the medical industry isn't going to be pushing that forward and with your OBGYNs? And yeah. I mean, the minute you get pregnant, you should be doing these patches.
1: Right. They don't, nobody, nobody's doing that right now. There are a few, I have some friends who are in the functional, they're naturopathic doctors, the fertility world, and they're talking about mitochondria supporting them before you get pregnant, while you're pregnant. Um, but there's really nobody in the conventional world who is using these type of therapies at
0: this point in time. Well, I so hope it that it moves forward because, you know, we need stronger um, stronger autoimmune, not having autoimmune when you're born or later in life. We're going to have to really move forward with a stronger egg. Like you were saying, you donated your eggs and... Whoever is fortunate enough to be able to have that egg to have a baby, that baby's already going to be like Superman, a superwoman because they're going to have everything that you've been doing that has helped your body, and you're only thirty years old, and that's incredible that you were able to do that. That that's amazing, and the fact that the NAD and you know the patches in the um. The uh, peptides and everything can actually increase the health of your eggs. Mm-hmm. Don't you so, think everybody should be on it? So wouldn't that also increase the man's um, sperm also if they were doing it?
1: It could, yeah, it can definitely support sperm and egg. So and if you think about it, so the reason why eggs egg yeah, you know, the egg and the ovary is like every cell in the woman's body, it ages as well. And so that's why, you know, pregnancies after the age of 35, there's a lot more concern because the, the egg is older, there's more complications that are possible and not necessarily going to happen if possible. But if you are giving your body, if it's good to make the egg preserved and happy and healthy longer for a woman, NAD, why wouldn't it be good for every other cell in your body? to help your cells live longer better better energy so in the way that it helps the egg it helps every other system the brain cells the muscle cells to function better so it's just yeah not a lot of people are using it um we've used nad for uh, balancing neurotransmitters sometimes we'll use it in addiction sometimes we we'll use it in alzheimer's parkinson's so we used it in really high doses historically for Uh, supporting the brain the nervous tissue Uh, but we haven't been using it for fertility or for preventing chronic illness which I think is a really valuable place to
0: To start yeah start before we get to all of these chronic illnesses and autoimmune and dementia and uh, well dementia and Alzheimer's are the same thing but it's, but dementia actually is like in different forms correct and you know heart disease like why are we not educating more of the world today in the field that you're in to get your body healthier starting in your 20s and preparing for life it's yeah. it's basically the fountain of youth without having to hunt for it, it's right there. It's like moving forward of preserving and making your inner body healthier and stronger. So that makes perfect sense to not being ill, not being in the hospital, not having autoimmune, and probably even not having bipolar or suicidal thoughts because the brain is working properly because we're giving it the nourishment that it needs.
1: Yeah, it really is. I do feel like the work that I do is the fountain of youth because you look at how a woman's life changes dramatically when her hormones are balanced whether that be you or a young woman.
0: Hello, I, I am life. like living evidence of that.
1: Yes, you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how many other people you've had, but I am totally living evidence of that. Yes, you are. I And that you know lights up my heart to
1: see that because it really does change a woman's life, getting the hormones in alignment, whether she's 20 or 50, and then adding in things that help, energy and help her to age well. It does. It is the fountain of youth. It really is the root cause of what's going on in the cell to cause chronic illness. There's links between um, even autism and, and low NAD or low mitochondrial function. So we can prevent children in the future from having issues if we're supporting mothers, uh, women looking to get pregnant with things like this. So it's really
0: phenomenal i feel like it is the fountain of in a lot of ways yeah I, well honestly it is it's like repairing yeah, you know, it's almost like when you really think about it it's kind of like when i used to watch at my young age um star trek <laughs> they would come up and come across somebody that was super ill and just inject them with this one thing and all of a sudden it's like It just refills the organs and you're alive and you're healthier and you're like on your way. And I truly believe that's how all of the peptides, the therapy, the intravenous, the NAD, you know, the um, just all the things combined together is something that should be done first before you go to the next step of being cut open.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's really the the theme is to use the least invasive things, but the most, the things that are addressing this, the problem, so the problems at the cell level. You know, it's also interesting, Don Marie, that so many medications damage mitochondria, which is where your body produces energy and our hormones. Our hormones are made in the mitochondria, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. So the woman. Her mitochondrial function is poor. She's susceptible to chronic infections. She's susceptible to hormone imbalances. She's susceptible to teeth, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. You know, all of these things. So
0: probably even she got diabetes and
1: diabetes as well. It can damage the uh, yeah yeah hormone response to glucose. So this is fundamental. For helping a woman to age well, feel well, produce hormones, mm-hmm. uh, protect her brain, protect her her body, her body composition uh, as as she ages. It's funny though because what what typically happens is that someone experiences symptoms. They go into your doctor and they get prescribed, you know, usually a couple medications. Those medications are mitochondrial toxic. So when they're already in a probably a depleted state. Their mitochondria are already not working well. We've just kind of like shot them in the foot when they're already limping. And now their mitochondria are even worse off from the medications. A lot of the medications, the side effect is fatigue because mitochondria are not producing energy because the medications suppress them. So we just made the situation worse and not better.
0: Wow. And and a lot of people are misinformed with antibiotics and certain medications that deem they're helping, but in reality it's mm-hmm. it's a, a band aid. It's not yeah. it's not really helping and producing better cells, mitochondria. Pet yeah. To help recorrect
1: pathways
0: that are working. So why has this been a field that has not had a lot of hype. Yeah.
1: I think that there's uh, there's a lot of money in big pharma. And so it's, you know. Okay, I'm just going to say
0: it. I don't agree with that. I believe the human body is worth living and big pharma needs to stop making that big money on product that isn't technically saving our life. It really needs to be looking towards what we really need today, which is repair the cells, Mm -hmm. which is what, you know, uh, the NAD treatments, the peptides, all of those things. And, you know, Big Pharma needs to start giving back money to all the people that are ill and start repairing their bodies from the inside out instead of putting them on things that are destroying the human DNA.
1: There are times when you know somebody has sepsis, which is a, a full-body blood infection. You know where antibiotics are necessary to keep you alive. But there are times when we throw out medications for things that could have been treated in a way where we suppress, where we don't suppress the body. A lot of times, medications suppress, and what we use in natural medicine helps correct yes. and awaken the body to do the correct that it should be, whether that be producing hormones, producing energy, uh, protecting brain cells where it's been confused, the immune system, we rewire that, help it to work appropriately instead of just suppressing it and just quiet quiet down. That's typically what we do in conventional medicine. But there's this interesting meme or comic that I saw recently, and it's uh, a medical student sitting in front of a classroom and a whiteboard and a, a the medical school professor, conventional medical school, uh, is at the board and says every, uh, healthy person is a lost, is a lost dollar or something. Ah. Oh, so how, that... you know they they want to keep people alive, long enough. You know they don't want you dead because then they can't be Make making any money. money off of medications that, you know, routine prescriptions that are covered by Medicare or Medi-Cal, whatever it be, but it really is, you know, I so firmly believe in what I'm doing because it really is helping their body to improve its function and not suppressing it. And that's the fundamental principle of naturopathic medicine, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think that a lot of people really need to really investigate that. And I know that, you know, at Domri Healthy and Fit, and when I started live with Domri, I wanted to do interviews from all around the world of all different aspects um, and, they all know I don't take the interferon. I don't do interferon drugs. I, I just I can't. My body is that one percentile that if it's going to happen or something tragic is gonna go wrong with that drug, I fall into that category constantly. Does it say it was my DNA being born? Does it say all of those antibiotics they had me on as a young child destroyed everything and then continued to move forward with, Allergy shots and things they were injecting in me to try to get me better well was it constantly breaking down my peptides and my you know what it was I basically being like we just discussed they thought they were trying to help but it actually wasn't helping at all and it just kept destroying and destroying and destroying and now at 50 i started at 51 52 53 now i'm trying to rebuild my entire immune system living with a disease that has no cure that is constantly trying to shut me down and these medications keep me moving forward but they don't want to talk about that but i will talk about it
1: (laughs) i know i love that you you do
0: I will some. talk about it, and I will share it because these are the things that need to be told.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more I think, the more voices, the more practitioners, patients who can share their story of you know reviving their health out of a, a dark place, because we all have some sort of health crisis or some sort of health challenge within our lifespan. Mm-hmm. It happens to almost everyone. Yeah. Hospital visit, so whatever it may be, and so talking about what got you through that, and, and
0: uh, yeah, you know, that's going guess. to be in my uh, book four, the comeback. Yes. What is the comeback story from find, you know, finding the sun through the clouds? Uh, book three is about what I deal with today, every day, moving forward with the light and moving forward with positivity and embracing the 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 unknown of the fear with more of the guidance of the positivity and then someone just said you got to do book four I, I haven't finished book three but book four is called the comeback and that's coming back from my darkest hours of that drug making me suicidal and substance and killing me and I got to the point of me taking my life and Robert saved me so it's just and then that's when I was like I'm done I, I, I don't want to see another pharmaceutical drug in my life I want to start doing things naturally and that's where I am today and thanks to you and thanks to my the other team that you work with um, Jeannie and Peter I've been able to accomplish that and this is something that the world needs to hear.
1: I very much so feel the same myself, which is, which is why I love doing interviews and talking about it and sharing about, you know, it really is truth-telling of, of what's going on in the body, how we can really support people to live well, uh, you know, not experience a life of chronic disease, chronic fatigue, uh, uh, hormone imbalances. There is solutions, there are options outside of the conventional... Yeah. Model, so.
0: Exactly. Right. So, totally. Dr. Amber, um, where can everybody find you and your website?
1: Yeah. So, they can find me on Instagram. It's probably the easiest way to just get acquainted. I have a lot of posts about hormone health, PCOS, mitochondria, peptides. You can find out more there. And that's uh, Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R. A-N-B-E-R-N-D N-D like North Dakota or they can go to my website which is D-R-A-N-B-E-R-N-D dot
0: com Great and then they can reach out to you through Instagram also as well and say I listened to the episode I really want to talk to you and you can do it via call just like we're doing right now where you can send the blood work app, they can get the blood work done, and then you can start working with them to help them heal their bodies and move forward in life. And then the medication gets shipped to them, and you can walk them through it like you did with me, virtually, on how do I put the patch on, and what do I need to do, and go from there, and then, you know, hopefully... Um, I know that they can't do their own IV treatments, but hopefully they're close enough to you. And if they're not, you could probably help arrange where they could go and get those yes. um, IV um, peptide therapy treatments with the vitamin D, with the vitamin B, and everything that your body needs to help your liver and everything re, you know, build itself and get back to the new, brand new born liver, mm-hmm. and going yeah. from there. And also pregnancies. So, women, if you're listening to this podcast and you're having a very difficult time getting pregnant, working this way with Dr. Amber and the natural medication and working with the peptides and working with NAD and AD plus IV pat, um, IV intravenous patch, intravenous and patches can also help you get your eggs. Strong, so you are able to conceive the pregnancy and have a healthy baby moving forward. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that indeed. There's lots of things involved, other
0: and girls, but yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Well, Amber, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and um, this is definitely an episode that can continue to go on as. The industry continues to grow, and we know more and more about peptides and NAD. And um, I really would love to focus an entire episode on for new mothers, for um, women that are just married and really like wanting to prepare their bodies and do an entire outline. So I would love to have you come back on live with Don Marie and um, go forth with that. I think it would be mm-hmm. incredible.
1: think so too yeah that would be a great episode of more more specific to just fertility
0: just fertility yeah i mean that in itself is giving birth to a beautiful baby that's super strong yeah amazing so instead of just those pills that you get when you're pregnant correct give them everything else that they possibly need and to keep the mother super healthy strong while she's going through her pregnancy so i'm going to be calling you to talk about that but for all of you listeners please follow dr amber on her instagram contact her through her um, website i will have everything in the notes for you and um go from there. So thank you for listening to Live with Dom Marie. If you liked this podcast and want to hear more episodes, please comment on Apple and tell us what you want to hear from Dr. Amber. Have a fabulous day.